summer. Are we up and about? Triple M Cricket. Right on, let's get serious here. Brings you every single ball. Listen to this. And you'll want to be listening from the very first delivery. November 17. Well, this is going to be good. Triple M rocks cricket. Over the last few summers, Oregon Triple M's taken cricket commentary to another level. It's been amazing, and uh, there's a huge summer coming up. What about some of the names? Mark Taylor, Brian Lara, Mitch Johnson, Lord Ian both, Merv Hughes, and it goes on and on the list of names about this fellow, one of the greatest of all time, part of our commentary team. Good morning, Mark War. Yeah, g'day guys. Yeah, elite company, isn't it? It yeah, is. Group one, group one commentary team. So. <laughs> That's right. Hey, uh, what about yesterday? We know you love the horses. You're involved uh, from a training yep. point of view with your wife. How did you go yesterday? Well, I, I sort of come home with a wet style. My brain is absolutely frazzled though. I mean, we're kicking off, what, 10.45 in the morning. There's a, a lot of studying to do. So I had no luck in the cup. I backed around the flowers, but I came home with a couple of winners like Spare run and uh, horse grain begs in the last. So nice. all's, all's well that ends well. Yeah, Beautiful. Nice. Uh, Going to be a great summer of cricket. Uh, what are you looking forward to the most on Triple M, Mark? Well, I mean, you've got the, the Test Series, haven't you? Two lots of tests against uh, the West Indies in South Africa. So, I mean, South Africa are probably they're going to be very tough to beat. West Indies, we should should knock them over. But, uh, no, it should be very interesting. Obviously, we've got the end of the, the T20 World Cup in the next few weeks to, to come. Um, but overall, really good summer of Test Match cricket with South Africa. Their, their team probably being the highlight of the summer, I think. What's going on with our T20 side at the moment? You were pretty... Uh, uh, oh, Pretty blunt, I guess, about uh, Finchie's form the other day and Pat Cummins yeah. uh, with some of the stuff he's had to say. Where do you think uh, our side's at at the moment? Well, I'll tell you after Friday and Saturday <laughs> because obviously it's a huge weekend for, for the Group 1 um, teams with New Zealand, England, Australia all level on points, so it's going to come down to run rate. So, I mean, Australia haven't been at the best, I don't think, in the tournament for one reason or another. Um, but now they've got to rely on obviously beating Afghanistan in Adelaide on Friday, which they should do, and they've got to beat them by a big margin. And then obviously we've got to rely on um, you know, Sri Lanka and England and Ireland and New Zealand, those two games where the run rates are come into play as well. So I don't think we've, we've quite nailed it, um, whether it's nerves or, or I don't know whether the, you know, the batting order hasn't quite been right, but we haven't played up to our potential so far in the tournament. I know you mentioned the batting order. I find it incredible that a player of Steve Smith's quality is not in our side. Have they got that right or not? Well, I don't think I don't think he's the problem. To be honest, you know, I think um, you know there's still enough good players in that side. You know, there's a very strong batting order even without Steve Smith. And you look at England, for example, Joe Root's probably the world's best batsman. He's not in the England side, so yeah, yeah. you know, sometimes these sort of players, if you're looking at a power game, don't fit into your side, but. That's not to say Steve Smith wouldn't do a good job. He, he certainly would in the right conditions. But, you know, Australia have gone with the, the power hitters. There's a few of those players a little bit out of form. Uh, Glenn Maxwell, he hasn't, hasn't made a run yet. But, you know, I still think whatever team we put in the paddock is good enough to win it. Um, and we've obviously got great depth there if, if we need it, which we might do with a few guys with injury clouds going into the next, uh, next game. Mark, the Triple M team is star-studded. You've got uh, Brian Lara, Lord Ian Botham, 
And mm. Chris Dittmar, who are you looking <laughs> forward to working w- with the least? <laughs> Spot the odd man out. Well, if you're someone looking forward to working the least, he sprays you with, um, with saliva when you're talking Who's about that? next to Mur. 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 <laughs> <laughs> he takes a, a lot of room in the country position as well. That's the froth <laughs> off his Triple M beer that he's drinking. Yeah, uh, but um, uh, Chris Dittman, no, he, he's a good... There's, there's a few too many South Australians in that conference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah. Oh, they must have had One to or two too many. You've got Brayshaw and Blewett as well. Yeah, that's right. exactly. That's too many. All right, mate. Well, we'll look forward okay. to Triple M cricket this summer. It'll be huge. Yeah, we'll be. All right. Good on you, guys. Good on you, Mark. Thanks yeah, so mate. much. Mark War, one of the greatest of all time, and he's a part of our Triple M summer. How the hell did you get in that conference? Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> he is. On the phone right now. I love this bloke. You haven't mentioned him yet, have you? 86 tests. 86 tests he played for South Africa as an all-rounder. 117 one day internationals. He's incredible. You're telling me that Triple M uh, is also welcoming Mornay Morkel to the commentary team. And the show right now. Good morning, Mornay. Morning, guys. Thank you so much for having me. You know Brisbane quite well, but Australian cricket. Now, you know most of these uh, Triple M, the the guys on the Triple M commentary team already. Can you fit in with such a loose (laughs) organisation? I can't wait. I'm super excited. But first of all, thank you for the compliment. You know, you guys said I'm an all-rounder. So, (laughs) I mean, I used to bowl fast in my day, but I'll take the the, the all-rounder tack. I think it's... Especially after I opened the batting once at the, at the SCG. I, I got the, yes, uh, I can remember. You are so bloody tall. But the thing is, if somebody's calling you around it, don't knock it back. Just go, mm, mm, correct. I'm, I'm just wondering if you guys might think you're speaking to my brother, uh, Albert. So. <laughs> 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 like, Who's the biggest pest as part of this lineup, Mornay? We've got um, Tubby Taylor there, Mark Howard, Brian Lara. Greg Blewett, Murph Beef, Beefy Hughes, both them. Beefy both them. I mean, you've known these guys for many, many years. Who's the, the biggest pest? Who's going to be the most annoying when you're off air? Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, that's a hard one to call. But I, I played with Hat oh, um, a couple of months ago in Amman in a, in a Legends League and, you know, connected beautifully with him. So I can't wait to, you know, spend some time, more time with, with Hat. Um, I, I don't think we can call any of those guys a pest. Oh, Murph uh, Hughes. No, uh, yeah, well, I mean, no. I think they're all gentlemen. They're all great. It's going to be a fantastic, you know, summer. Obviously, with South Africa coming now, a Boxing Day, playing the Boxing Day test. Yeah, I mean, at last. Uh, eh? if you think you're going to get through this summer by being nice, you've got to be on the front <laughs> foot, mate. You've got to get on the front foot. Okay. No, no, no. I'll leave it. Don't worry. It's plenty of time left. Hmm. Hey, oh, listen, what, what are you making of the T20 World Cup so far? It's uh, coming into some crunch areas where Australia have got to beat Afghanistan. And then hope that England don't beat Sri Lanka or don't beat them by much. Is it possible that Australia can make the last four? Yeah, look, I mean that group. It's gonna it looks like net, net run rate is gonna gonna be a massive factor to that. So the boys will have to to to, to do their homework and plan out how they're gonna go about things. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be exciting. South Africa is obviously also looking great. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think all in all, it's uh, you know the semi-finals. I'm hoping that Australia can slide in by the back door. Yeah, no. We're excited to have you on board, Mornay. Yeah. Welcome to the Triple M commentary you, team for yeah. an incredible yeah. summer awesome. of cricket. Perfect. Good on you, legend. Get around him, Mornay Morkel. There, joining like we just read out a stunning lineup: Callum Ferguson, Mitch Johnson, as well, Candice Warner, Gus Wallen. Jeez, it's a big team. Brad Hodge is Mornay still there? Yeah, what do you want, Mornay? You understand Australians? You married one. Um, do you realise you're going to get Snorkel? Will have you got a nickname of Snorkel oh. already? 
Yeah, it's either snorkel, it's tuna. Tuna uh, Mornay. Tuna yeah, Mornay, of course. Oh, lobster you Mornay. Can... <laughs> I'll call you a lobster. <laughs> Combine it. Tuna snorkel. All right. Good, All right, good luck, son. Uh, cricketing legend and Putney mm. local. The man. Brad. The myth. Haddon Hads. The legend. Returns as part of the Triple M's call to join us to preview the summer of cricket. Hads, welcome to Triple M Breakfast, my man. Mate, it's my pleasure. I've been waiting to get on here for years. So. <laughs> now, before you go any further, I believe that Norm done a bit of um, – Norm, who is Jess's partner, done a bit of work at your house, on your patio. Is everything okay? Do you want to complain? Do you want to go to the consumer's watchdog or something? <laughs> <laughs> Norm did a great job. But, but I'm not 100% sure he wasn't hiding from kids' pick up a lot of the time. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. Around 2.30 each day, he'd come up and say, Hads, do you want a beer? I said, oh, I've got to go get it. He said, oh, won't Karina do that? Jess will look after that. So I don't know if I'm dobbing him in, but he got thirsty around 2.30 every day. Oh, yeah, as, he, as we do. He, he thinks he's a smart man, but I've got an inkling, Hads, because every time I drive past, you and Norm were sinking cans out the front of your house. So, yeah. As you do. Anyway, enough of, enough of our consumption. Um, look, honestly, Hads, the footy season is nearing its end. World Cup's nearly over, but we, we, we go from one sport to another right here on Triple M. The cricket, the, the Triple M call team, you must be pumped about seeing us play England in the one dayers and South Africa and West Indies in the Test Series. How, what, what can we expect, my man? Well, we can expect a really exciting um, summer, MG. We've got a couple of new faces. I, I tell you who we've got that's going to be exciting for all the listeners is the great Brian Lara. Oh. Have his insights into the game. He, he was one of the best, if not the the best to, to play in the modern era. So he'll be good fun. Uh, and we know he, he likes to, to work after hours as well. So he'll he'll fit into the Triple M team really well. So you've got all the live games this year. We've got England. We've got the Test Match Series. It's going to be another exciting summer for Triple M. Well, speaking of that, Hads, you've really got the who's who in our Triple M commentary team. Brian Lara, Mark War, Murph Hughes. You've had experience working with some of these guys from last year. Do you have any funny incidences that happened in that commentary box that you absolutely loved or that were memorable? And airable. Yeah, I, that's a very, very good question. <laughs> <laughs> and and that, let's, not, let's not mention Gussie Wallen, okay, because he's waiting oh, for his name yeah. to be mentioned this morning. He turned the radio he's, he's, he's hanging for it. <laughs> Morning, Gus. Actually, I do have one about Gus. You, you know, <laughs> one, you know, it's, it's standard, you, you you just everyone turns up. If you go get a coffee, you get three or four to look after your teammates. He put his hand out a lot, but he never put his hand in his pocket to get one oh, coffee. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, he's, he's, he's tight as a fish as you know what. Yeah, he's, gotcha, gotcha for life, but just not with the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> God love him. Uh, he is. He's gorgeous. Honestly, he does fantastic work, and yeah, you know we love we you, love Gussie. You, man. Uh, we turn now, Hads, to the T20. Uh, Steve Smith says he's ready to go. If any one of the Aaron Finches or Marcus's or Tim's is unable to take the field in Australia's T20 World Cup against Afghanistan. But, like, I'm not an expert, right? But he's good. And Australia could use someone that's good at the moment. It's, why aren't they putting him on? Is he, still on the, is he still on the nose after Sandpaper Gate? Or what does he have to do to get in there? No, nah, Jess, it's just a style of play that they've, they've gone into with this 2020 World Cup. They, they made a decision really early to, to go all-out attack. Um, Tib David's probably come in and, and taken his role as a, a power hitter at the, the back end of the game. But he, he's still world-class. Um, Steve Smith, they've they got some decisions to, to make the Aussies over the next couple of days. I know Finch and Stoinis and, and Tim David all had scans on their hamstrings to, to see where that ends up. But you've got Cameron Green in the squad. Does, does he come in if, if Finch is injured? So Steve Smith's ready to go. And, and you want your big match players playing at the back end of the tournament. And, 
and they need to win against Afghanistan, and they need to win very attractive to get that run rate up. So it'll be interesting to see what selections uh, the Aussies go with. Well, great cricket talk, brother. Two thirty, get ready for Norm and Hads on the front porch having a yeah. beer today. <laughs> I look forward in, to in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but make sure you listen to him. <laughs> we yeah. love you. Thank you, Hads. You can catch every moment of every test in one day of this summer as Triple M rocks cricket on Triple M and also on the listener app L I S T N R. Oh, yeah. Oh, Triple M Cricket, there's no more exciting station to listen to the cricket on. And we're going to speak to the captain, Mark Howard. Good morning, Howie. James Brayshaw is the captain, X-Man Michelle, but it's nice to be on your show, but you've got to know where you sit in the pecking order, and Jim is the captain. All right, mate, I just take that stuff whenever I'm called the captain out of us three. I I just run with it, but we all know Michelle's the captain, mate. Uh, Must be exciting. Uh, Tests and one day is just around the corner. Yeah, it's fantastic. Obviously, we're in the middle of the World Cup at the moment, but as soon as this finishes, there's three one-day internationals versus England and two tests against the West Indies and two tests against South Africa. And it is fun on Triple M cricket. You've got to watch out, to be fair, when you swap from uh, the Triple M box to the Fox cricket box. You can't really roll out some of the same stuff on the international feed, but uh, really looking forward to it, really looking forward to it. Now, that does get me a little bit, Howie, with uh, the man you mentioned as the captain, JB. He absolutely goes off his rocker on Triple M, yes, and then yes. he's as straight as an arrow on seven. Yeah, well, that's football as well. So it, mm. it, it is a difference. There was a couple of times last year where I stepped out of the Triple M box and rolled straight into Fox and started doing Triple M commentary and realised, <laughs> oh, hang on, I just need to pull back a bit here because our English friends in, uh, in the UK might not be appreciating this. Uh, it is very different, but that's the fun of Triple M cricket. It's, just like a, a group of blokes and girls sitting at the pub talking about the cricket, which is which is the way cricket should be broadcast. Yes, that's what I want. You know what I mean? And, and what do you talk about when? Because the, there's always down periods in in cricket and all that. It was a Bill Laurie that used to bang on about pigeons and stuff like that. Was that him? Yeah, it was Bill Laurie. It, yeah. it was certainly the great man. Oh, that's the great thing about cricket, Michelle. There, yeah. There's so many gaps in it where, and especially on radio, where you can delve off into other areas and just call the ball. And you know, blokes like Andy Lee have a tremendous ability to to bring up all sorts of topics and, and the cricket just sort of simmers along in the background. Well, Howie, we've got an example last year of why Triple oh. M's different and by far the best coverage you've get of the cricket is because here's the example of naming the, the Plugs 11, those that have had a little bit of help on top. Oh. <laughs> we've got a hair hat 11. I mean, putting the regrowth 11 together, right? So far we've got uh, Vaughan, Gooch, Gooch. Uh, a spot available at three, oh. <laughs> Crow, Callus. Ganguly Matthews, De Villiers to keep because we couldn't find a keeper. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, Warren Goff, Bollinger. And then Andy, it, it's, it's got to be pointed out, this is Andy's idea. It's Andy Lee's team. Tubby and I have got nothing to do with it. <laughs> the reaction that these guys gave when it came to the number three spot, I'm like, I didn't even have this person on my radar. But uh, they were looking at the box next to us. Would you like to name your number three? Well, you only get to the pond. I mean the point. <laughs> uh, sorry. Sorry. Now, Howie, sorry. Uh, just, just to make it clear, who was at number three with the plugs? Um, uh, p- pont- p- p- ponting or something? Who was number three? I can't remember. No, <laughs> I can't remember. can't remember. Can't, now, um, because he was in the box next to us, oh. and I love the man, so I'm not saying anything about that. No, my Bless. childhood hero uh, it was behind Shane Warne, but uh, oh, right. Ricky uh, almost almost blurted it out. Ricky Gervais, mm. I think I was going to say. favourite comedian. Now, is. Howie, we did just uh, speak to uh, Will Anderson, um, and, oh, he spoke, and he spoke about uh, how you two schooled together. Now, what you yeah. might not know, Zave, 
is that uh, he is one of my best friends from high school. Howie right. and I both went to high school together in Gippsland. Gippsland. And in fact, in year 11, we sat next to each other in year 11 chemistry. And uh, our teacher, Wally Vermalen was the name of our teacher. Yeah. And he did not know my name for an entire year. <laughs> did not know my name and used to refer to me. He was Canadian and he would always go, you, 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 Mr. Howard's friend. <laughs> <laughs> Now we talked true story. true story. We talked further to uh, Will about you and your partnership at school and everything. And Will swears that he thinks your parents thought that he dragged you down. <laughs> Is that true? Well, it's a really good point because I can remember being in Year Seven Japanese with Mrs. Chalmers oh, and yes. getting ninety three percent. I was on the way to being the Australian ambassador to Japan, right? Mm. And then Year Eight, Will comes into the class, and I sit next to Will. And I got thirty four percent. So there's a direct there's a direct correlation between my academic failures and sitting next to Will. So that is one hundred percent right, Michelle. Yeah, he actually touched on the Japanese and said mm. uh, the four years. That's the reason why neither of you can speak a word of it because you sat together. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that, 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 that's right. No, he's a good man. He's certainly the one that's kicked on too. Yeah, absolutely. Now, how you wouldn't know this either, but I was a Gippsland grammar boy there for a period as well. So how fortunate for me, Will Anderson, yourself, and me, three Gippsland Credit grammar boys. Crop. I was I was moved on after a little bit, but Is that um, right? yeah, we I just sort of parents thought that maybe I should get to Melbourne as opposed to sitting Gippsland much longer. But uh, great times in Gippsland, Howie. We're gonna have some great times on Triple M throughout the entire cricket season. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. It'll be great. Kicks off with that first one day international versus England. Uh, where hopefully Australia come into that on a red-hot form after sneaking into the World Cup and winning it. But uh, we've got a bit of work ahead of us after England won last night. But can't wait for the the summer on Triple M. It'll be absolutely magnificent. To reunite with some of those cool cats would be great. Absolutely. So last one, Howie. If you didn't have to tip Australia to win the World Cup T20, who would your second tip be? Oh, it was New Zealand before tonight. I'm sticking with New Zealand. I'm sticking with New Zealand. Gee, I love New Zealand. They're never out of a game. Thanks, Howie. Uh, Look forward to hearing you on Triple M. This is Triple M, it's the Marty Sheargold Show, and you can catch every moment of every test and one day of this summer as Triple M rocks cricket. And, of course, you can catch all the action on Listener, Marty. Yes. Look who's here. It's Merv Hughes, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes. Good morning. Good morning, Merv. What a great time of year. It is a great time of year. You've How got good this... was the cup yesterday, Marty? Unbelievable. Oh, fantastic. I've, I've seen some run and won, oh. but that was right up there. Yeah, Unbelievable. That was right up Amazing. there. Astounding well. stuff from all involved, and congratulations yeah. to the train. And jockey, yeah. uh, and horse, and the, well, yeah. who could forget the horse? Yeah. Have, have a rest now. <laughs> who could forget the horse? Um, Uroa is where you grew up, I'm assuming. Oh, born in Uroa. Born in Uroa. Um, Dad was a school teacher, so moved around a little bit. Spent a bit of time down at Apollo Bay. Oh, um, how lovely! And then, so I grew up in in Werribee. So born in Uroa, Werribee's home, and I live in Essendon now. And played uh, most of your junior cricket for Footscray. Is that right? Yeah, uh, junior cricket for. For um, Werribee and then moved to Footscray. Um, so started uh, the, the seniors down there. So when I was 16, 17, moved down to Footscray. So the outer western suburbs to the, the heart of the western suburbs. So no They've great named that shock. ground after you, which I'm sure you're Oh, the Mervyn G. Hughes. Uh, Anthony Dottermade uh, thinks it's the most aptly named ground in Australia. 
It's a massive ground. Yeah. It soaks up fluid <laughs> and it leaks methane gas. Which I think is very unfair. Yeah, that is unfair. That's, that's bullying is what we call that. Um, of course, you made your debut for Australia against India, 85-86, took one for 123. Thanks for that, mate. That must have been well, a hard day gee, the I've just almost forgotten about that. Oh, my God. And then you weren't reselected until the Ashes series against England the following year, did you think? Was there a part of you that thought, have I done me dash here? Um, yeah, there was. To, but the thing about that, 1 for 123 sounds bad enough, but um, put it in perspective, I, I sat there that night and thought I actually bowled pretty well. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> just, it was unlucky. Just a, a massive. And 1985, of course, was uh, the Rebel Tour to South Africa, so we lost uh, a lot of experienced <coughs> players. And there was a lot of players picked that weren't ready, and certainly I wasn't ready for it, and mm. that, those figures would indicate that. But... I've um, got another chance, as you said, um, a year later, and then sort of in and out for, for a little while, and um, yeah, then just found my bones. So. You really did. Uh, 53 test matches for Australia, 212 wickets at an average of 28. Best test figures of eight for 87. You must... know, all well, your knowledge is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Just off the top of my oh, head. Fantastic, <laughs> uh, I do, of course, we all remember the hat trick in the West Indies across three overs and two innings. Um, <laughs> Two days. Or, oh, yeah. you're pretty handy with the bat, which can get forgotten in the conversation about you, Merv. I'm starting to like you already, mate. Uh, <laughs> an you're average fantastic. of 16. <laughs> Two 50s. Consecutive uh, 50s. Consecutive 50s. Uh, three and a half months apart. But yeah, but you were on fire. Yeah, for <laughs> 15 weeks, uh, you were the king of the world. <laughs> and then, of course, um, replaced Alan Border as a selector in 05 through to 2010. How do you think George Bailey's going? Because it's a thankless task, the selector, isn't um, it? It is. So uh, George Bailey, now Tony Dottomate on, on that committee. Um, I'd pay money to to listen into a selection committee because mm. they're both, both guys of very high intelligence mm. um, and they've got a real good grasp and a really good view on, on cricket. Yep. Um, so it would be a, an interesting conversation. And and obviously the the coach and, and the captain have a, a bit of a say, but uh, two selectors now when I was on board, there was, well, officially four selectors, yep. um, but basically there was 20 million people that had yeah. input. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you what you're doing wrong. Didn't it's hear not, what you're doing right. No, you never heard about no. a good one, did you? Because uh, I feel like the everyone's happy with the selectors at the moment. Well, the team's going well, isn't the it? The team's going well. Yeah, the T20's so, going to be the yeah, T20. Bit of a hiccup against New Zealand, obviously, and yeah. makes it makes it hard from there. So mm. games have got to go our way. But um, overall, the last probably twelve to eighteen months have been fantastic for Australia. They went to Pakistan or went to. Uh, well, I went to Pakistan and, and won that series. I went to Sri Lanka, had one all. So mm. one test really went our way and the other test went Sri Lanka's way, which is um, the way it goes on the on the subcontinent. You just get the upper hand and, and you cruise. And then you know, the, the 2020, um, what was that, 18 months ago? If, mm. if that, the Australians won that. Started slowly and, and um, just got better as the tournament went. And then, you know, this year, gee, the... The 2020 World Cup's going, but we're not here to talk about that because that's not on Triple M. No. Um, the one day is against England, three one day is there, and, and obviously uh, the Test Series, so West Indies and, and South, South Africa. Africa. It's yeah. going to be fantastic. Um, Massive. Before we get to that, um, when do you do those sort of supporter tours where you take 15 blokes over to... No. No, we, you're not into no, that we, gear. We do those supporter tours where we take 50 or 60 people over. Well, I muck around with yeah, low right, numbers, okay. <laughs> Yeah, get <laughs> them all Pump in. it up. Get, get as them many all as in. Get them in. Are people, they hectic? Um, oh, 
it's it's a bit of a triathlon to yeah. be honest. It's watching cricket, drinking a lot of grog, yeah. and talking a lot of crap. Yeah, mm. yeah. So it's it's pretty good. So I, I still <laughs> love watching uh, the game in the purest form. So so Test cricket, mm. um, the World Cups sort of spark an interest in one days in twenty twenty, but Test cricket's where it lies, and um, work with Company Australian Sports Tours, uh, and we're virtually fully booked for, for England next year and also looking at an Indian tour. Oh, how so wonderful. That's February, March. So a bit happening. And obviously the last couple of years with COVID, that hasn't happened. Yeah. So really looking to, forward to getting on a plane and watching Aussies play overseas. Yeah. Um, Do you ever have blokes that think that you're their best mate by the end of these tours that just don't want you oh, hanging by, around? By the, end of, mates, by the end of the first day. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Mate, you go along with it because yeah. if... They think you're the mate, so buy a beer. It's yeah, good. That's right. Yeah. It's very entertaining. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it, it, we, we've got a lot of, I call them repeat offenders. Yeah. Um, they, they just keep coming back. They just love the cricket um, and, and love, love the camaraderie. And probably we, we're, we're a more sort of four star, five star tour. You've weeded out the, the, the true oh, no, bogans. We, we, um, we cater for, for the older guys that basically right. want things done for them yeah. um, and can, can afford to go. And mm. there's a lot of, lot of tour like the Fanatics tour. That is, um, basically just get over there on the cheap and, and do everything on the on the sly a bit, but yeah. um, that that just caters for a different group. Yeah, you're um, in a dorm with yeah. seventeen blokes from Argentina, 20, thinking how yeah. what's going on here. Twenty thirty years ago, it would have been a lot of fun, but yeah, I yeah. like the four or five no. stars. <laughs> you've yeah, moved through that <laughs> river cruise or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now, of course, people will remember you from um, "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here" season one. Season one, first cab off the rank. Time ago, mm. uh, Chrissy Swan, Barry yeah. Hall, Joel Creasy, Maureen McCormick, Julie Goodwin, and Freddie Flintoff, who yeah. eventually went on to win it. So, how popular are I in, in Australia? An English cricketer wins an Australian show that I'm on. And wasn't he parachuted? How, how hated am I? Wasn't he parachuted in as well? Wasn't yeah. he like. So he came in late. He had it easy. Yeah. Didn't have to do any thing. of the heavy lifting. Yeah, that's right. He just Freddie um, flint off his way uh, around. But uh, yeah, it was an interesting concept when they came to us. You, you sort of look at it and you think six week camping trip with 10 people, 15 people you don't know. It's mm. not high on the agenda. I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah. <laughs> and you think, oh, mate, that's, that's what I said to my manager. It's going to have to be good money to get me interested. Mm. He, he rang up three days later and said, oh, you'll be interested. <laughs> so for, for the people that watch it, yeah. please don't feel sorry for the celebrities. That they're well, well reimbursed. They're over there for their charities. They're over there to get themselves out of their comfort zone. Yeah. Mm. If they're not getting a good whack, they're not there, Marty. Yeah, no, I, could, I, I'm, I felt like that might be happening. Yeah. Um, Triple M rocks cricket, of course, and we are rocking it through the one-day internationals versus England. As we discussed, the Test versus the West Indies. The Test versus the South Africans, three of them. Actually, yeah, three of them. Yeah, so two against the West Indies, three against South African. Got a couple of guest appearances, haven't we? Yeah, uh, you big, got a Brian Lara will be Brian there. Brian Lara for the West Indies. Um, yeah. Aaron Morgul. Finch. Uh, Mornay Morkel. For the South Africans. For the South Africans. Aaron Finch. Um, he's, he's always good value. Mark Taylor. Mark James Taylor. Brayshaw. Um, understand he's not well liked here at Triple M. But <laughs> <laughs> he's a ripping bloke. He's a ripping bloke. He's yeah. only lasted 25 years at the end, Brayshaw. <laughs> um, Brad Haddon, of course. Yeah. Everybody you've ever probably known in your life. Life seems yeah. to be a bullet so point Mark in front Wall of me. Blew it. Um, Had's like you say, Brad Haddon's 
come out of his shell. And to see Mark Taylor and to listen to him on Triple M, mm. and then having listened to him on, on Channel, Channel 9, 9 for years, he's different person. Yeah, very different. Yeah. You can little, be a bit looser bit on relaxed. the M's, can't you? Yeah, a little bit more relaxed. And some, sometimes you even have to talk about the cricket, Marty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit distracting. Um, Mitch Johnson, of course, yeah. the list goes on. Let's talk about the cricket. What do you like? Because I feel like I don't know much about the West Indies, and I am a Test cricket fan. But I, I, I feel like I don't know much about this touring West Indian team. Yeah, I don't think anyone does, to be honest. They they chop and change them. Um, they they got bundled out of the, the World Cup, didn't, mm. didn't get through the qualifiers, which was a, a real mm. surprise because they, they were my smoky to take out the World Cup. So <laughs> how, how much do I know? Oh, um, but, yeah, it's just a, a wait and see to to see who they got on the field. And, and then when when they're playing, they've got the Big Bash on. So it's interesting to see the West Indian players playing in the Big Bash that, that aren't playing for the West Indies. And, and that was a cruel thing last time they were out. Mm. But um, they're, they're a very talented side, uh, but they haven't got too much depth. And um, they, they're they pretty laid back, so they don't like to work too hard. So I, I just think Australia across the board mm. – um, are just going to be too strong for them. It's a big issue, isn't it? The big bash versus test cricket, particularly for countries like the West Indies. Yeah, oh, without doubt. So the economy in the West Indies isn't great and people question why they're doing it. Mm. When they can come over here and earn as much money in, what, six to eight weeks as they they can for 12 months of a year touring around with the, the national side. Yeah, um, it's I, a no-brainer. To me, that, that's got to be looked at. So the money in domestic 2020, this new 100 that's come out in the UK, mm. um, it's, it's taking... Very good players out of international cricket. Well, then you have the uh, the other side of the equation, like this Tim Davies, yeah. the Singaporean guy who's yeah. not playing any domestic cricket whatsoever. It's just a T20 specialist touring the world, probably yeah. making a fortune. Well, years ago, that was your Davey Warner, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. So he came from nowhere and no one quite understood mm. how, how good he was going because all the 2020s were on Foxtel. They weren't on free to air, so not too many people watched it and... Um, if, if you follow the game closely and I, I tend to watch what's on TV, so if it's not on TV, it makes it, makes it hard to sort of talk about the West Indies players and, and even the South African players, uh, just know that the South Africans batting against England wasn't great, but in bowler friendly conditions and, and their faster bowlers look um, pretty good. So mm. our bats are going to have their work cut out against the South Africans. Yeah. They feel like they've gone through a bit of chopping and changing to South Africa from that stable side of sort of five, six, seven yeah, years so ago. They've, they've lost a lot of play and that's, that's the wheel just turning, isn't it? That's mm. going to happen to Australia in a couple of years time. when you know, we have a look at, at blokes like Steve Smith, Davey Warner, Usman Kawaja, they're, they're up around their, their mid thirties. They've played a lot of cricket and when they go, the rips are, the heart out of the, the top order and, and we've got to find new players and our bowling looks pretty sound um, with Cummins, Stark and Hazelwood and then we've got guys pushing up behind them. So the depth is pretty good, but from a batting side um, in Sheffield Shield cricket, there's a lot of inconsistency from the, the players that are, are pushing to get into the mm. Australian side in the next couple of years. Mm. Um Mate, lovely to chat with you. We couldn't have you in and not talk fishing, which is one of your great oh, passions in life. I love you, fishing. I seven, seven mate, 2.30 on a Sunday afternoon. I love it. I, for some a reason, I'm, I'm always watching telly at that yeah. time because I'm always watching that show. Who's yeah. your mate? Who, uh, Squizzy. He looks yeah, like Squizzy a good mate of yours. Oh, uh, yeah, mate, he's... Yeah, it makes me look intelligent, which is very hard to do. Um, that's that's why I got him on board. He no, loves fishing. He, he, just, he just loves it. He, he loves life. He loves fishing. And like I say, it's a fishing show with a difference. For half an hour, you watch us and you think we're going to catch a fish, yeah. and we don't. But that's the fun. Yeah. But, 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 is what, he what? an old mate of yours? Um, yeah, I've known Squiz for 
close to 30 years. Yeah. So he's a Melbourne boy, moved up to Darwin, and I, I ran into him up in Darwin. And virtually the end of my cricket season each year, um, being Away you virtually go. two months ride off, go up to Darwin, catch up with Squizzy, go fishing, have a few beers up in Darwin, as you do, because well, it's you a little bit warm. So yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, just had a good time, had a great relationship with him. And um, when, when we asked him to come on the show, just jumped at it and, and he's been fantastic. So he, he just, he just loves life. Um, nothing scripted. You're trying to get him to say something scripted. It just doesn't work. Just no, squeeze, just, just be, be squeeze. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's um, fantastic. And I think that's why everyone loves you as as well, Murph, because you've always been yourself. Um, you've never been someone else for someone else. Wonderful cricketer. And we look forward to having you back on the M's, uh, for what do we call it? Summer of Triple M Rocks Cricket. Triple M Rocks Cricket. Lovely to chat with you, mate. Cheers, mate. Thanks, guys.